Good morning. Well, as Bill mentioned, this is Mission Sunday. It's my favorite Sunday of the year. And we're going to be thinking about what we will give towards our missionaries' work. But as we do that, I want you guys to know our missionaries are wonderful gift givers. They give me these wonderful things every time I go to visit them, like this beautiful dress coat, right? And actually, uh, like this billy club. Uh, David Nelson gave me this when he was a missionary in Ukraine. I wanted to ask him about his methods of persuasion, but I love the gift. And then I got this nice little coffee cup from Mexico. I got this. Let's, what else do I get? Oh, you got to see this. This is the Great Commission in Arabic from Alfred Habashi. And then I got this nice little satchel. Now, I want you all to know. I don't ask for anything. The missionaries just give it to me. And if any of our missionaries are watching this morning, I want you all to know you don't have to do that. But I know you want to. (laughs) And if you were to ask me, I would say whatever gift you come up with is perfectly fine. Uh, Whatever the Lord lays on your heart to give, I I will be grateful. Whatever he lays on your heart to give, I'll be grateful, right? Well... On a serious note, our missionaries are, are great gift givers, and they give me great memories, and they give me rich, rich blessings every time I go, and I always come back just humbled and grateful for all that the Lord is doing through their works. And I ask myself, what makes them so generous? Why do they give me gifts? Well, I know they love me, and I love them, and we have this reciprocal relationship But part of the reason why they give gifts to me, Sunset, is because they see me as your representative. And they're really giving a gift to you because they want to say thank you. And they emphasize that to me. Every time I go, Paul, tell Sunset thank you. And they're saying thank you because you make it possible for them to do what they absolutely love to do. It's a powerful thing how gratitude leads to generosity. I was reading about gratitude, and I read this. Gratitude prepares the brain for generosity, for the crazy, self-sacrificial type of generosity. Perhaps this is why researchers have observed that grateful people give more. Our brains create a gratitude-generosity loop, and we're thankful for the generosity shown to us, and that thankfulness inspires our own compassion and generosity. I would add this. I believe that it is gratitude expressing itself in generosity that takes the gospel around the world. In Mark 5:19, we read the story of a man possessed by somewhere between 2,000 and 6,000 demons. And from the text of Mark 5 and Luke 8, we learn several things about this man's quality of life before he met Jesus. He had a family, but he didn't live with them. Instead, he lived in an isolated life in a graveyard. He was homeless. He was naked. He was rejected. And he was rejected for good reason. The man was angry. He was violent. He had this superhuman strength. And he used that strength to hurt himself and to hurt other people. And so people would avoid him at every opportunity, make every effort to avoid him. And it was seen that the man rarely slept. The text would tell us that if he slept at all, it was fitful because it says day and night he would scream in agony and cut himself. The emotional pain, I imagine, that was bottled up inside of him was unbearable. Perhaps 
The cutting provided a temporary relief from his torment, only to be followed by shame and regret later on. That's how life was for him before he came to know Jesus. And then all of that changed. In Mark 5.15, we read that the people in that region who knew him better than anyone saw the transformation that took place in him, and it was so huge that it scared them to death. They saw him sitting at the feet of Jesus and clothed in his right mind. He'd received a healing from Jesus, and the result was this transformation that could only be described as miraculous. The man met the master of the universe, and he didn't receive from the master of the universe what he deserved. He received from him what he needed, compassion and forgiveness. And yes, more than anything, a second chance. Well, naturally, this man wants to receive more and more and more from Jesus. He wants to go everywhere Jesus goes and listen to everything he says. And, and, and just to be safe, so I don't ever fall back into what I came out of, I just want to stick right close by his side. But Jesus, in his wisdom and in his care and concern and knowing what is best for the man, says, here's what I want you to do with your second chance, with your new life. I want you to take, instead of a receiving posture, I want you to take a giving posture. And look at what Jesus says to him in Mark 5.19. Jesus tells him, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Now, if this man does not have a how much the Lord has done for me message in his heart, he won't go. He won't give that message. Or if he does go, it'll be short-lived, won't it? He may do it once or twice, and we know that when... The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, trouble, persecution come because of the godly life. He'll quit, and he'll probably find his way back to where he was before. But this man did have a how much Jesus has done for me message in his heart. And so he goes. And the text will tell us that he goes and he speaks to at least ten different cities. It says all the people in all those cities were amazed. As recipients of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have every reason to be the most grateful people on the face of the planet. And when we share the love of the gospel out of gratitude for all that Jesus has done for us, we build within our lives a sense of purpose, and we increase our faith. And the privilege of gospel sharing is partnered alongside with this earnest desire to give that message to other people. Our missionaries give the gospel out of all that Jesus has done for them and all those blessings in their own lives. And that generosity is resulting in a lot of thanksgiving unto God. And I want to demonstrate what that looks like in two stories, two uh, bits of information from some of our mission fields. And the first one comes from a letter that Gerardo Garcia wrote to us. And he says, Sunset, I write to share with you the story of Mr. Boldomero and his family. Almost six months ago, we started studying the Bible with Mr. Boldomero. He and his family were very Catholic, but they opened their house to us to study the Bible. Mr. Boldomero had throat cancer. Matt, an aimer, and I would go to study with him at his house every Tuesday. We were grateful that every week his wife, Bertha, his son, Omar, and his wife, his other son, Israel, and his wife, Erica, and his daughter, Mariana, and her husband also met with us. I started with Genesis and the fall of man. 
sin and its negative effects, the separation of God and man. And then, since they understood that and the condition of man lost without God, I begin to share from the Gospel of Mark. We read about the miracles of Jesus and his power over all things, nature and illness and evil and even death. And we talked about eternal life. We talked about the need for salvation that human beings require and that without Christ they are lost. Then we studied the book of Acts and the baptism and conversion stories that are there. And story after story, we continued every week. The chemotherapy wasn't working. And as his illness uh, increased and, and depleted his energy, still he would ask me at the end of every study, what are we going to study next week? With a growing faith and hope, he continued listening to the gospel of Jesus. The time came, and I asked him if he believed that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior and Lord. He said, yes, he believed. I asked him if he repented of his sins, and he said, yes, I do. I asked him if he wanted to be baptized for the forgiveness of his sins and to have the Spirit of God live within him. And he answered, yes, I do. I told him then that I was going to baptize him so that Jesus would give him eternity with him in his kingdom. And he got really excited about that. So we gathered to baptize him and we prayed and we read Psalms. And when he was baptized, we could see a lot of peace in his face. A few days later... He died, but he left this world in peace and in faith. Since that day, we have visited the family, and they want to continue studying the Bible every week. His wife, Bertha, said she wants to be baptized, but she wants to understand a little bit more about the Word of God first. All the family started going to the Metropolitan Church of Christ, and the three married couples attend our small group seminars on marriage each Saturday. God's doing his mission, and he's expanding his kingdom. And Gerardo ends his letter by saying, Brother, we are grateful to be part of this blessing. Well, I also want to share with you some of the blessings from a work in Cameroon, Africa, where I got this from. It's been several years ago now that Brother Aaron and his wife Elizabeth obeyed the gospel. They raised their children to know the Lord. And during that time, Aaron became the full-time preacher at the Bua Church of Christ in Cameroon. He's also the director of the Bua College of Biblical Studies. And so with his passion for evangelism and spreading the gospel, we approached him and asked him if he would lead the 10,000 Voices Initiative. The 10,000 Voices Initiative is an idea to train 10,000 preachers over the next several years in Africa to train them biblically, ministerially, and vocationally so that they can provide a sustenance, a support for their family as they spread the kingdom. Well, we approached him about this time last year, and a lot has been accomplished since last Mission Sunday. First, I want to look at the Bible and ministry training. Uh, as I mentioned, Aaron directs the Bua College of Biblical Studies, and this school is housed in the city of Bua. And part of the students' practicums in their studies is that they evangelize within the city. And so they kind of focus on a district, different district at a time. And over this last year, from October to October, they have seen 57 souls obey the gospel. In addition to their studies, uh, Aaron also has started a new satellite school in Chad Republic last month. That's a pretty key country in a nation that is divided by Islam and Christianity. 
22 students began in the class, and they studied the gospel, uh, and following that first class, two obeyed it. Other satellite schools have been started in other Cameroonian cities of San Malima, Bertua, Yaoundé, which is the capital city of Cameroon. Well, the students also have various outreaches that they're involved in that the school is, is uh, working with. They combine in a partnership with Healing Hands International, Sunset International Bible Institute, and they are providing clean water wells in different cities throughout Cameroon. And of course, those communities are very grateful, and that opens up an opportunity to share the gospel. The Bokoko Church of Christ is also in the city of Bua, and it's a church plant from the other church where Aaron is the preacher, the Bua Church. And the Bokoko Church organized an area-wide youth event, and believers and non-believers both attended, and it was a pretty large gathering. They were very excited. Finally, I want to mention to you their radio program. It's called Let the Bible Speak, and it is gaining popularity and listeners throughout Cameroon. And they'll give uh, Bible lessons, and then they'll open up the line and answer people's questions. And sometimes that answering of questions goes on for a very long time. Now I want to look at what's being accomplished in the area of the vocational training. The vocational training is taking place at several different preaching schools, and Aaron is leading this effort in all of them. The first is the Bua College of Biblical Studies, and they're training people in electrical installation. And so these students, when they graduate, uh, are now able to carry out some electrical work and wire an entire bungalow. Aaron recently worked with the international school that is in Lagos to purchase and assemble industrial sewing machines. And so the students graduate knowing how to sew school uniforms, which provide pretty good contracts and a great income. In Nigeria, the Yeshua School of Preaching in Apata Ibadan is now training their students in poultry farming. And they have one batch of chicks that are almost ready to lay, one batch that are laying, and another group that are ready to be broiled and sold for their meat. The vocational school at the Shepherd Village Preaching School in Ghana is progressing with fish farming and snail farming. Big snails. Bon appetit. The vocational school there is also working with cell phone repair, and that has really kicked off to the point that the students have rented a facility dedicated to serving their growing clientele. So that's doing very well. A lot is going on in one year, and Aaron is just running full, full throttle. And so he and I will text once a week at least, and we'll visit through WhatsApp, and I'll say to him often, Brother, man, so much, you're doing so much over there. And every week, at least twice, he texts me this. We are so grateful to God, brother. This video from the work in Cameroon, Africa, epitomizes the joy of the body of Christ in that special moment when our sins are washed away, and it leaves us forever grateful. Oh, happy Joyful day for our beloved brother Paul Boma. This is great. My brother, you're welcome. God bless you.
Once you start singing, you can't stop. (laughs) The best gift that we can give another human being is the gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why Mission Sunday is a happy day. Just like this video, we are giving the gospel to many through our mission endeavors that we support. And the work of our missionaries is a statement to this fact. From October to October this past year, over 130 have obeyed the gospel throughout our mission endeavors, and that's happy news. And just like Gerardo and Iso Aaron have stated in their reports, we're grateful to be a part of these blessings, and we're so grateful to God for every soul that obeys the gospel. Today on Mission Sunday, the mission committee is asking you to let your gratitude overflow once again and give generously towards the sharing of the gospel. There may be some here this morning who have yet to obey the gospel. And we want to extend that invitation to you and ask that you would come as we stand together and sing.